Hello, this is Daniel Orton, pastor of Harvest House United Pentecostal Church in Marion, Kentucky. It is our desire to see hurting hearts and minds healed as they are born again into the kingdom of God. It is my desire that this podcast will be a blessing to you and help bring you closer to Jesus. Time that's going on, whether it's Mother's Day or Father's Day or whatever, since we're doing this a little bit different format today, um, I'm going to stick to our subject and um, what we've been talking about in a life class, and I'm going to leave the the Mother's Day part to Sister Cheryl. So, um, hon, can you make sure that door is shut down here on this side too, Sister Cheryl? Thank you. So, with that said, two verses of Scripture that I'm going to read today. John six thirty five. Should be behind me. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. And our theme verse for this class is John 10, 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. So, you may be seated. Thank you for standing for the honor of the word. Um, said it's good to be back in a life class. Um, Taylor, since you're here, come help me. <laughs> Just give everybody one of those. All right. Um, as I had said, <clears throat> I think faithfulness is such a huge factor in walking in the abundance of the things of God. I think it's a very huge crippling effect of inconsistency and a lack of faithfulness in the child of God. And it has been in my experience that in ministry that this inconsistency and lack of faithfulness has been in my experience the number one factor of why Christians do not enjoy the fullness of the things of God. Thank you, sweetie. And for us to live that life as a child of God to the fullest, I think we must be faithful in some things. And these are the things we've been going over. Prayer, spiritual diet, worship. Uh, integrity, tithes and offerings, or giving, church attendance and holiness. And I'm, I'm endeavoring to walk through these things in this life class. But um, Jesus said, I, I think I may have this scripture there for you. Blessed is the servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find. Uh, I've added faithful in there. Faithful, so doing. We've spent some time on prayer. We've spent some time on spiritual diet. And today I want to... I'm going to attempt to wrap this part of this up on the spiritual diet by talking about our spiritual food. Spiritual food. Is anybody hungry? I'm hungry for the things of God. I'm not hungry at the moment for physical food because I eat things downstairs I shouldn't eat while I go. I ate some cookies. I ate a donut. I knew better than that, but I did it anyway. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's how it is so many times with our spiritual food. We'll get done with... Um, certain things and we think why did I do that I just wasted some time 
Uh, how many times have you ever somebody shared a video or something on social media and you clicked on that for some reason you kept watching it for five minutes and you got done you're like well that was five minutes of my wasted life I'm sure you've done that I've done it many times but all spiritual things are very parallel to the physical things and just as I believe it's so important that for a healthy physical diet we need that for so many aspects of life, it's also very important that we are spiritually healthy. It is imperative that we become spiritually healthy. There are foods that taste good, but they're not good for us. <laughs> right? And there are foods that don't taste good, but they are good for us. Right? No, I'm not, Brother David, but that thing sure looked good. But I bet it was not healthy for you. But if it had been put in front of me, I would have eaten it too. <laughs> I like, uh, I'm not a big, I don't drink sodas anymore. I'll talk about that in a few minutes. But uh, you're right. I was fixing to tell you, Coke is good. That would be my preferred flavor of soft drink. But here's the bad thing about Coke. They have about as much acid in it. As batteries do. Did y'all know that? Coke has about as much acid in it as battery does. Fast food is good. Fast food is good. But the amount of calories, healthy fats, carbohydrates, processed food, these things, they're destructive to our bodies. And we go right back to the Old Testament. Deuteronomy 14 and, 13, 14 and 3, Moses wrote, Do not eat any detestable thing. Um, I'm not a picky eater. I'll about eat anything, I think. I try it once. To, to hear Brother Brad Giffen talk, me and him used to go hang out all the time, and we'd, we'd be getting them, uh, what's some thing, Army packages, MR, MREs, and we'd open them up. I'd be eating that dehydrated stuff, and he's like, how do, eat, how do you eat that stuff? I'll try anything once. I tried anchovies once, and that's the last time. Um, I, but but in, in the Bible, eating is often used as a metaphor for things that we consume or participate in. And, for example, um, uh, Jesus said, let me get my script, scripture here, my... I got to get me a new iPad screen. My iPad screen goes nut today. So, uh, Jesus told his disciples, in John six fifty three, that unless they eat the eat the flesh and drink the blood of the Son of Man, um, that's the, that's what he called himself. That they will not have eternal life. And we we think about that stuff, eating and drinking, or metaphors or representation for participating by faith in his life, death, and resurrection. We don't actually eat his flesh. We don't actually eat his blood or drink his blood, but it's metaphors, and, and we see this so much. And then the Old Testament prophet Micah, in describing the, the abusive leadership in Israel upon the people of Israel, he said this. He said that these abusive leaders eat the flesh of the people. They were not cannibals. They were leaders who consumed the resources of the people and left the people with very little. 
So I'm, I'm just trying to set an uh, example of what we see in the Word of God, how it works. So eating is as a metaphor of consumption. Uh, Jesus called himself the bread of life and the living water. And I may have put that down. Jesus, he, he said, I am the bread of life. I am the living water. So I, I just picked some random quotes and things I'm going to say, and I just kind of left blank so I don't know whether you're paying attention or not, right? <laughs> Jesus called himself the uh, bread of life and the living water. He said, I am the bread of life. I am the living water. And Jesus knew when he was talking to the listeners that they identify with these staples of life. And one of the staples of our life is very important is food and water. Food and water. That's staples of life. He knew that if I compare spiritual things to these staple things, he, and he considers our spiritual growth as dependent upon developing, like developing an appropriate spiritual diet in our life. And it's really important. I'm sure you've heard the slogan, um, we are what we eat. It's been around a long time. Nutritious experts have warned us time and time again that our poor diets lead to poor health and ultimately lead us to, to an early death. Um, and that's why Jesus, isn't that why what Jesus was saying as well when he said, you know, you are what you eat. And our spiritual health depends upon what we consume day in and day out. Day in and day out. What we consume day in and day out. That is very, very important, what we consume. Spiritually, do we eat healthy foods or do we fill up with junk food or non-nutritious substitutes? What are spiritual junk foods what are spiritual junk foods just give that thought um, I encourage you to jot down any questions or whatever as we're going along if it's something we can't wait just holler we'll, we'll deal with it but uh, these are things that promise an immediate pleasure but the end they're not life giving that's what this spiritual junk food is so Social media, we've got to be dangerous with it. Be careful with it because I'm tired. I can sit down. It feels like we're getting immediate emotional endorphins that hit our brain, you know, makes us feel good at that moment. But after we spend a few little bit of time, it'll, it'll drain us. They're not really life-giving. Um, they're they're in, inappropriate relationships. They feel good now, but they can damage your soul. There are self-centered obsessions for wanting power and position and possessions. There are philosophies that deny and they replace or they distort the presence of God in our world. This is junk food. And if we have a steady diet of these things, not only, they'll not only make us feel temporarily satisfied, but they'll keep us from desiring the truly healthy things in our life. And this is why it's so important that we know what spiritual food is and we learn to, to differentiate between the two because there are a lot of foods that people say are healthy. We're talking about physical. But really, they're not good for you. They can destroy you. And we also see that with the, in the spiritual aspect too. There's a lot of things. Well, 
at face value, it almost seemed like it would be good for you as a, as a Christian, but in the long run, it can destroy you. And the spiritual food we need, um, I think I may have that down there for you for the blanks here. Spiritual food that we need are found in God's presence, God's word, and in God's spirit. That's where the spiritual food that we need, that's where these things are found. But true junk, junk food, just like true junk food, spiritual junk food eventually will weaken us and it will harm us. And it never really satisfies. It only pacifies us for a while. And if we don't understand that, you know, we see Corbin and I don't know, does Brooklyn like the pacifier? And I know Corbin does. He starts whining and crying. Where is his passy? Well, it'll pacify him for a while, but the truth of the matter is, it's not what he really needs. He's wanting something else. And this is what we do a lot of time. Uh, the quote that I have at the bottom of the page there is David Nasser said in his devotional, A Call to Die, he states that spiritual eating requires intention, selection, and effort. This is how what we need to do to be able to get that spiritual food that we need in our life. And this is kind of the area I want to go to with this. And there's, this is a broad area. But it also has to be something that, well, let me just go through it. Number one, he said intention. If we're going to have this spiritual food, we have to be intentional. Everybody say intentional. If I want to eat well, then I must place myself in environments where nutrition, nutritious options exist and avoid places in which junk food abound. And that is so true. If I'm hungry... I cannot just go to McDonald's and think that I will eat well. I might think I'm going to go in there and get the grilled chicken. I don't even know if they have grilled chicken or not no more. But what I really want is the double, uh, what do they got? The double quarter pounder. That's it. If I'm going to McDonald's, I want the double quarter pounder. <laughs> we'll go to, to uh, Burger King. I like the double whopper. <laughs> Dairy Queen, I, I know they got the grilled chicken, but I want, and it's probably not that great for me, but I want the flamethrower. The half pound for a flamethrower. So, if I want to eat healthy, even though I'm thinking I want to eat healthy, I'm best to put, be intentional about where I'm going to get my food. So, with that said, uh, if we want to spiritually eat healthy, I must go to places and be with people who offer me spiritual healthy options and avoid people in places who offer me junk. So if I'm going to eat spiritually good, I've got to put myself in that place. I, I may have said it last time. I've said it a few times. Bethany fusses about coming to our house. She says, there's not no junk food in this house. And it's a reason why. If it was, we would eat it. Anymore, our junk food at our house consists of, anybody ever eat rice cakes? We eat rice cakes. Sister Cheryl's found her little thing she likes. Hey, they got flavored one now. It's pretty good. It don't just taste like styrofoam no more. Used to it always tasted like styrofoam. They've got some now. It's apple crisp and uh, cinnamon and different. They're, they're healthier than a, a little Debbie. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> but Sister Cheryl will take one and put peanut butter on it, and then she'll put a banana on top of that. And that's much healthier than, than little Debbie Reese's. And the reason we don't have it there is because if it's there, our human nature will eat it. 
It's the same way. We've got to be intentional about where we go, who we hang out with. We can say, well, I'm going to go to that party or I'm going to go to this place and I'm not going to do that. And you get there and our flesh is tempted. And that's what the Word of God says when we're, when, when we're drawn away by our own lust and tempted. That's where sin comes from. And so we've got to be intentional. But we, got to, we must consider our lifestyle when it immerses in environments where spiritual junk food is accessible and abundant and encouraged. We are more susceptible to taking that stuff. You know, being the preacher life, a lot of times you go out and eat. So everybody's, let's go out and eat. Well, I'm going to go, but I'm not going to eat nothing. Or the next thing you know, I'm ordering something at 10, 11 o'clock at night when I shouldn't be. It's the same way. I'm just going to go look at this for a little while. And I, and I don't know how y'all's, y'all's phones are, but like the, the iPhone, you can put limits on these different apps on your phone, like Facebook, you can put a limit on it. Well, all you got to do is hit, when it comes up, is you've hit your time limit. And all you got to do is say, well, give me one more minute. Give me 15 minutes. Matter of fact, it even has an option that says, ignore for the rest of the day. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not telling us not to be on that stuff, but somehow, we, if you have a problem with it, Sister Brittany Baldwin told me that she has something for her children that is absolutely great. I wish that it existed or I knew about it when my kids were growing up. She actually controls that limit from her phone. And what she does is she has a timer on her kid's phone for any of that stuff. And when the timer goes off, the kid doesn't have control. It's done for the day. And as an adult, we hate to think, think we've got to go to the extreme, but it might be in the place where if you're having a problem with whatever app or whatever it may be, have a friend that you're accountable to and say, hey, I want you to set, the, I want you to set this limit on my phone, and I can't change it. That way when it hits it, I'm done for the day. So, but we've got to be careful because websites, social media platforms, even pages that followed or friends that were connected to pages because you know on social media even though I don't like this particular thing because some of my friend that may not be maybe I'm trying to be a witness to them and reach them a little bit but yet they're on the fence kind of teetering you know what I'm talking about because they like this um, now I'm seeing it I had one pop up this guy that's, that's friends with a lot of you folks I don't really know them, but usually if somebody from Marion, Crittenden County, tries to contact me to be friends, I'll take them because I think, well, maybe I can reach them. But I had one yesterday that shared this particular thing, and I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> I hid it. Matter of fact, I even, I even went and reported it, and they come back and said, no, this is nothing. Don't go against our standards. I'm thinking, well, your standards are different than mine because I don't want to see that anymore. And if it happens again, I don't care if I'm trying to reach him individual not I will delete them and this is the thing you have to be intentional about this stuff so if not we could get in trouble and we must be intentional about our selection of what we consume spiritually that means you're proactive you look at it ahead of time and say I got I'm going to decide what's acceptable and what's not acceptable it's not just going to happen it must be done intentionally of what we select and this is the next part of this is our selection what we got to be intentional, but we got to be intentional about what? About what we select. 
If I am what I eat, then the selection process is huge. Okay? That means I must make a conscious choice based upon what gives me life, what gives me long, long, uh, lets me live a long, good life, and something that gives me well-being. So, vegetables don't... What's that, honey? Go ahead. Uh, which one was it? Okay, it's on selection, wasn't it? Okay, so that means that I must make a conscious choices. I must make conscious choices based upon what gives me life. Uh, the word I was going to fill in, I was having trouble saying it. It's long. It, oh, God, help me. There you go. Brother David said it. That's it. Longevity. L-O-N-G-E-V-I-T-Y. Sometimes I can't speak up here, so you have to forgive me. And well-being. So, I like vegetables, but vegetables don't trigger my desires like chili cheese fries. <laughs> but I need to select vegetables because I know that they will lead me to a better health and longer life. Um... Once you eat healthy for a while, and anybody who's tried this, you lose your taste for junk. You will. You guys may remember 2014, I removed, I decided to remove sugar from my life completely for a period of time. And after two years of only drinking water, sweet tea and soda was not appealing to me no more. And when I did, and I still drank those occasionally, they taste so sweet I can barely drink them. Sweet tea was one of my favorite drinks, but now if I tried to drink sweet tea, I couldn't get through a glass if I wanted to. Uh, a pop is usually the same. I talk about Coke. I, that, is my, that was all my, my favorite soda. But if I try to drink a whole Coke, it's so sweet I just can't hardly do it. I do take in more sugar than I did, but because I limit the amount of sugar intake, it affects what I want. The same goes with a lot of processed foods in my life. Um, the last six, eight years of my life, I've been trying to eat healthier because I decided I want to live longer. So I've always loved Captain D's. I've always loved the fried foods. But the last time we went to Captain D's and I tried to get fried food, it did not settle well with me at all. So we have to be intentional about what we select. So if I do go to a fast food restaurant anymore, talking on the physical realm, I try to make sure that I'm intentional before I go in there to make sure what I'm going to select. And this is the same way that we have to be with our spiritual food. We have to be intentional about what we select. The Psalms 34 and 8 says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. It changes your spiritual palate for junk when you start eating better stuff. It changes what the way you eat. Your physical palate, that's the things that you desire, can be changed. When Texas came in our life, he was picky and he didn't like a lot of things. But we're not that way. We like a lot of spice, a lot of different uh, flavors and stuff. And since he's been around us more, he's eating more of that stuff. And we, we develop spiritual dietary energy that allows us to desire more and more of the healthy while avoiding more and more of the unhealthy. 
And I understand that's not easy. <laughs> and it does take a lot of effort. And that leads us to the next thing that the, the quote that I read earlier says. was the third part of eating good spiritual food. It takes effort. We have fast food. We have microwavable meals. We have, nowadays we've got DoorDash, so deliver to your door. You don't even have to get out. I haven't done any of that stuff because to me it just sounds like it's too expensive and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but convenience is king in our crazy, fast-paced lives if it's convenient. But here's the thing. Convenience can cost you more somewhere else. Although it's maybe convenient to go through a drive-thru and get McDonald's or whatever else, it can cost you more in the long run. And studies have shown that obesity is overrepresented in the poorest of the neighborhoods. Analysts of these studies show that it's not because the poor spend more money on food, but because healthy foods are geographically and financially out of their reach. What do you think about that? Very few good grocery stores are in poor neighborhoods, and the healthy foods that are there are expensive. It takes work, it takes time, it takes effort to be physically healthy as well as it does spiritually healthy. And this is the classic disciplines of Jesus which are spiritually healthy. I got them written down in front of you there. Worship, these are the things that we need that is spiritually healthy food. Worship, studying God's word, prayer, service, service to the kingdom, fellowship. These are uh, spiritual foundations for good spiritual health. But these are the staples of the spiritual healthy diet. But the thing is, these things take effort. They, you have to be intentional. You have to be selective. And it takes effort. You literally must make time to pray. You're not going to pray on accident. When you come to the house of God, you have to be intentional. You don't feel good. You don't feel like worshiping. Let's take it out of the house of God. Even at home. You don't feel like it. I'm at home. Why should I do it? We've got to be intentional. And it takes effort. We must worship God every day. And it takes effort to study God's Word. We have to be intentional. We have to put that in front of us. We've got to put the Bible in places that we're going to see it. And to do these things, it, it's, it takes intention to do all these things. Coming to the house of God, it, it takes intention. It takes effort. We've we got to plan for it. Fellowshipping with other people is so important, but it's, it takes intention. It just doesn't accidentally happen. But the payoff is huge. It takes a lot of significant effort on our behalf, but the aspect of this is God's Spirit empowers us so that this effort is assists us in taking and doing better. Amen. When you're unhealthy and you start being intentional and anybody, you skinny people to eat anything, you make me mad. I'm sorry. But I've always had to strive hard to keep, I'm not, I'm, you know, according to the charts, I am obese, okay? According to the charts, I am obese as far as my weight. This morning, I probably tipped the scale at 242. Maybe not, probably 244. 
I carry my weight well, well distributed. You may not think that, but according to the charts, I should weigh about 190. So that puts me about 50 pounds overweight. I wouldn't want to be 190. I'd rather be the weight I am, but I would like to be a few pounds less. But in order for me to even stay to where I am right now, it's a, I have to be intentional. I have to watch what I eat. I have to uh, be careful. I have to try to stay active. And it's the same way spiritually. We look at somebody and think, well, they're a spiritual giant. They didn't get there by accident. They were intentional. They took effort. And they done what they they done what they needed to do to be able to get them to that spot. And this is what we have to do. If our spiritual food is going to take us to where we need to be, we have to do what David Nasser said, and we've got to be intentional. We've got to be selective of what we eat spiritually, and we've got to put some effort in it. And if not, it's going to be dangerous. So I'll close with these last scriptures. I think I have these last scriptures on there. I don't think I have any other things in there with this. First Peter 2, 1 through 3. Wherefore, laying aside all malice, all guile, all hypocrisy, envyings, and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If so be, you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. So, we look at these verses today. It gives us a good way of how we can be intentional, okay? And how we can take effort and how we can be selective. Peter gives us a good way of desiring the right things. First, he says you got to lay aside the malice. Get rid of the guile. Get rid of all the hypocrisies, your evils, and your evil speaking. First, we've got to get rid of these things. And we look at the physical realm. If you're overweight and you want to get healthy, number one is get yourself away from Little Debbie. Stop visiting McDonald's and Dairy Queen and all the other places. Even Subway can get you in a lot of trouble nowadays. Oh, it's Subway. It's healthy. Well, have you noticed the options they got lately? Foot-long Italian herb and cheese, double meat. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, I'm just I'm gonna go ahead and get a foot long. I'm gonna take the other six inches to work tomorrow. No, you won't. You eat it for the days over most of the time. <laughs> so even even in that, we got to be careful, okay? But number one, we got to lay some things aside. He said, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow. So, we have to look at ourselves and say, where am I? where is my spiritual health? Where am I at? If you're not as strong as you would like to be, it would be a good time to evaluate our spiritual diet. Just as one of the best ways to be physically healthy is to keep a food journal. I don't know if you've ever done that or not. Uh, I know Sister Cheryl got us doing the Weight Watcher stuff. And there's a lot of apps out there you can do that. Um, not just Weight Watchers, they watch your weight. What they, one of the big key factors they do, they journal. Basically, you journal what you eat. So you know how many calories you intake or, you know, whatever. Well, we can do the same thing with our physical food. Journal what you're, take a week and write down every hour what you've done within that hour. And then see how much time you put into junk food and how much time you put into spiritual food. And it'll, you'll, it may blow your mind. But 
Are, are we choosing the, the spiritual junk instead of sitting at God's table and, and getting his food? So today I want to challenge us. This will help us live at life more abundantly when we're living at that realm of, you know, here's one of the key spots that made me realize one time when I was extremely physically unhealthy. If we make a lap here at church, it doesn't bother me too bad as far as running aisle. But when you're at Star Bethlehem, everybody starts running, you decide to make a lap at Star Bethlehem, that's a lot longer. The time you turn that back corner, back there where Sister Valma is at Star Bethlehem, I'm going, <laughs> I shouldn't be that way. I realize I need to do something about my health. <laughs> so it's the same way with the spiritual aspect of it too. We need to evaluate our spiritual, what, what we're experiencing, what we're exposing ourselves to, and let's make, some, let's make some choices to be intentional. Let's be selective about what we're eating. Let's, um, let's put some effort and be passionate about what we're consuming because the truth of the matter is we are what we eat. We really are when it comes spiritually. So, All right, so I'm done with that. I wonder if anybody's got any kind of comments and questions and help me out.